Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I don't have time. I don't even have time for my family. I don't have time to even take a shower. I don't have time to go to the store. I don't have time to get all of my work done. You may have time to sit and pray and have a nice little Bible study, but I don't. I'm sorry, but I just don't. I can't tell you the number of times in my life when I have felt like this, when I was teaching for six hours a day, had one hour to get to the radio station where I had three hours live on air with call-ins, and then I was either directing one of the plays or musicals or teaching at Webster University, and I would come home and just fall into bed, go to sleep. The alarm would go off at 5 a.m., and it was doing the same thing all over again. I loved what I was doing, but I didn't have time to really devote to any of the things because I was just doing too much. But you couldn't have convinced me. There's one thing that I did make at least a few minutes for every morning because I learned that if I didn't have time to devote to God first thing in the morning, and I mean first thing, then I really didn't have time throughout the day. So I would give at least five minutes in the morning to open the Bible, read a little scripture, have a devotional, drink my hot chocolate, and eat my oatmeal to sustain me until noon because I had those kids to teach. And I taught high school and helped to start our alternative school at Lindbergh. And it really took a lot of energy, especially the older I got. So what about you, my friend? Are you taking time? The overwhelming response to a questionnaire is, when you get to heaven, what will you be most ashamed of? And for the Christians who answered this, the answer was, I didn't devote enough time to my personal devotional life with God. So if you haven't had time, don't feel guilty. Don't feel ashamed. The principle of timing, sometimes is very obvious, yet so much misery over meeting with God, and we start getting into this frame that, well, if I don't have time, then I'm going to feel guilty. If I just had one or two hours, if I didn't have to work, if I could stay at home, I'm now retired and staying at home, and I still have to make time to spend alone time with God. My husband and I have a daily, at least about an hour, morning Bible study, but we didn't have that for the first 30, 35 years of our marriage. So the choice is whether we have two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes in a particular day, do we have time to ask God to just be the Lord of our time? The quality of time is important, yes, and the quantity of time may have to be adjusted from day to day. But don't let somebody else's experience be your guide. You didn't have to do what I did, and I didn't raise four children maybe as you did. But once you set a definite time, there will be things that come in. But I promise you that once you have devoted time to your friendship with God, it will make all the difference. I know that in my marriage, if I didn't have time for my husband, who do I have time for? Who is more important in my life than my husband? What about your children? And then, of course, most of us have to work. So you have to be able to devote time to that. And that's usually a set time. And sometimes we can set our own hours or our own at least hours within the hours. But many 
many times we can't. So my advice, folks, is just set a definite time when you need to get alone with God. Open the scripture to a certain particular area where you're studying. Find in the back, you know, maybe in the index or, you know, in the bibliography. Find something that really sets the tone for what you need to study that day or just open the scripture. I do this where I'm teaching at the jail now here in Florida. I ask the women, I say, open, open, what page? And they'll pick a page and I'll say left or right column. Then I'll say bottom or top. And it never fails that when you read those particular scriptures, there's something that you can relate to or draw from that or glean from the teaching from that. They are astonished that every place you go in God's word, there's something you can learn. And you know what? I used to be that astonished myself. I didn't understand all the these and thys and nows and so-and-so begat so-and-so and all of the legalistic things that seem to be pointing a finger at me. But I have found that when you look at it, and especially if you have a study guide that goes with your Bible, you will find out there is a sermon in every scripture. That's right, not just a sermon to preach, but a sermon to be learned. And can't we all do that? So I have to set a time each day, no matter what time I wake up in the morning, whether it's now at 7, 8, 9, or even 10 o'clock, now that we're retired, we still must make time for God. And we're going to have inconsistencies. We're going to have days that deviate from that. We're going to have interruptions. We're going to have the knock at the door, the phone call. So we have to be realistic. Don't make it legalistic where if I don't do this, then I'm not going to have a good day. God knows we have interruptions and we have meetings and deadlines and sick children and doctor's appointments. And so only a few minutes at the beginning of the day and just say, God, you know what's going on today. I'll make it up later when I can. But for right now, God, I just want to start with thanking you and praising you and asking you to cover this day and then to pray for the people in my life and those on my prayer list and those that are in my life, my sphere of influence. I have my podcast people on my prayer list. So I'm praying for you if you're listening to this. And of course, all of those at my church, my family, friends, those that have asked for prayer. We have a huge prayer list that we cover in general each day and specifically pick out those that we would like to pray for and those that we know need prayer. There's power in prayer. God says, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Now, what does that mean? The prayers of the righteous, those who are in right standing with God because we have given our lives over to him, it means it makes a whole lot of difference when you pray. Father God, right now we come to you in prayer. I ask that you would teach my brother or sister listening to this the importance of prayer every day, either first thing in the morning, their first break at noontime, at nighttime, before they go to bed, whatever suits their schedule. But God, every day, help them to learn that when they take a little bit in of what you have told them in your word and pour out to you their hearts, that they will find that there is not only meaning in prayer, but there are great results to be had, gleanings to be deemed worthy, and yes, even results, because we took time to pray. Thank you, God, for my friend listening. I pray over their life, over their loved ones, and over their prayer time, just as I do my own. And thank you, God, that we can ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, 
Have me come speak to your group or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.